In case you want to know who that is, that's a band called Need to Breathe, and that's their song, Lay Em Down, and uh, I love that song. Well, it's Labor Day weekend, 2009. Woohoo! Three-day weekend. Let's party. Let's celebrate. Let's not work. Um, most everyone's getting a nice three-day weekend, and uh, that's very enjoyable. Uh, one more chance to get out of town, do some camping, take advantage of some special sales at the mall, or uh, just get caught up on yard work. Well, I want to take... Oh, I, I want to talk about rest this morning. You know, that's what Labor Day weekend's all about is, is taking, a rest, taking a rest, taking a break. You know, we are, we are stressed out, overworked, and tired, burdened people. We are carrying some pretty heavy burdens in our lives. You know, what can we do about them? What can we do about these heavy burdens? What can we do about this heavy load that we're carrying in our lives? What can we do about it? That's what I want to talk about this morning 
as we talk about resting from our labor. Now, this sermon series, this sermon this morning, uh, is kind of different than anything I've ever done before. This is an outline I've never used before. Uh, it's, it's a problem-solution outline. This is something I'm trying brand new. It's a, a break from my traditional sermons that I usually preach. Uh, this is something a little bit different, so bear with me uh, if it stinks. Um, but we have a problem. We have a problem in our society. We are stressed out. We are incredibly stressed out. Look all around you and you will find stressed out people. I got some facts that I'd like to share with you. $300 billion is spent yearly by employers on stress-related compensation claims. $300 billion. 54% of Americans are concerned about the level of stress in their everyday lives. According to a survey conducted by the American Psychological Association, increasing numbers of children, teenagers, and college students report feeling under stress. There was a, sur- a survey done this summer of 1,000 Americans and uh, about what they thought about in the shower. Okay, here you go. What do people think about in the shower? Top four responses. Uh, to-do lists. Number one, problems or worries, number two, daydreams, number three, and work, number four. Women are under incredible stress. You get an amen, ladies? These are the percentages of women and how they feel stress at the end of, and how often they feel stress at the end of the day. Eight percent of women says they feel stress all the time at the end of the day. 21% almost every day. 29% once or twice a week. 31% a few times a month, and only 11% said a few days out of the year. Even criminals, even criminals are under stress. Rafiq Abdul-Mortland clearly needed to choose another career. The 38-year-old found uh, what, that what he was doing put him under stress, under pressure, not to mention that his work was illegal. Mortland committed a string of robberies in Hennepin County, Minnesota. After capture, he received a sentence of 8 to 10 years in prison for holding up eight local businesses. During his crime spree, Mortland became known as the Rolades Robber. This came about after Mortland repeatedly asked store clerks for antacid, for antacid tablets while the felony was in progress. His explanation? He said he needed the antacid because of the stress that came from committing crimes. That's a stressed out dude. Well, not only are we stressed, but we are overworked as well. Amen? Amen. You're a minister, man. We're not overworked. We don't do enough. Thank you. Okay, here you go. Do you know what the average number of hours worked is for moms and dads who both work outside the home? Average number of hours a week for mom and dads? 91. 91 hours a week. There's only 168 hours in a week. 91 hours spent outside the home working for mom and dad. In the time that bind, in the time bind, when work becomes home and home becomes work, Arlie Russell Hochschild details a Fortune 500 company and finds a surprising trend. Despite family family friendly policies uh, in the workplace, employees are opting to spend more, not less, time in the office. Over the past two decades, the average worker has lengthened his or her work schedule by 164 hours every month and shortened vacation time by 14%. Of the 21,000 employees, only 53, out of 21,000, only 53, none of the men chose to work part-time in response to the arrival of a new baby. 53 out of 21,000. 
1% of the employees worked from home even though the company permitted it. Most employees didn't even use all their vacation days. 72% of moms with kids under 18 work outside the home. Remember what I said about stress? 62% of Americans say that work has a significant impact on their level of stress. 61% of workers attribute their stress to heavy workloads. Somewhere between 25% and 40% of workers blame job burnout on stress. Because of cutbacks and layoffs, overwork has become a way of life in America. Income, the money we make, dropped 2.7% between 2000 and 2005, while productivity increased 16%. We miss breaks. We work through lunches. We arrive early. We stay late. We're overworked. Not only are we stressed, and not only are we overworked, but we are tired and weary as well. Our stress doesn't help us with being tired and weary. The Better Sleep Council says that 65% of Americans are losing sleep because of their stress. 32% of Americans are losing sleep at least one night a week. 16% of Americans are are experiencing stress-induced insomnia. We aren't sleeping because we're overworked too. The early bird gets the worm, right? Who wants worm breath, by the way? But... but, uh, We get up earlier, we get to work earlier, we get home later, we get to bed later, we don't sleep. I met a woman this week at the uh, pediatrician's office. We took Jonathan for his three-year checkup, healthy as a horse. Uh, But I I met this woman who said her husband is working 85 hours a week. He gets up, he leaves the house, he's at work by 8 a.m., he doesn't get home till after 3 a.m. Every day, five days a week. On average, Americans sleep about 6.9 hours per day. That's a full hour less than what we were sleeping just a couple decades ago. We are stressed. We are overworked. We are tired. We are weary. It's affecting our relationships. It affects our moods, and it affects our health. Listen to this. In December of 2005, a team of Australian researchers scientifically confirmed a long-suspected link between emotional stress and illness. The group from Sydney's Garvin Institute discovered that a hormone called neuropeptide Y, NPY, is released into the body during times of emotional stress. This hormone undermines the body's immune system and literally makes you sick. According to the Institute's Fabian McKay, during periods of stress, nerves release a lot of NPY and it gets into the bloodstream where it inhibits the cells in the immune system that look out for and destroy pathogens in the body. She added, the stress that makes you sick, I'm sorry, that stress makes you sick is no longer a myth, it is a reality and we need to take it seriously. You know, as New Testament Christians... We sometimes think that we are exempt from the the rules, from the commandments of the Old Testament. And that's not true. The principles of the Old Testament are there to guide us in our daily lives as well. We must not worship any other gods besides God, the one true God. We should honor our mothers and our fathers. We should not lie. We should not commit adultery. Well, listen to what Exodus 23, 12 says from the New Living Translation of the Bible. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day you must stop working. This gives your ox and your donkey a chance to rest. It also allows your slaves and the foreigners living among you to be refreshed. Doesn't that sound nice? Rest. Refreshment. Oh, Sean, it's a nice thought and everything, but I can't rest. I'm too busy. I've got too much stuff to do. You know what? I think that we're addicted to work. 
I think as Americans, I think we're addicted to work. Uh, of one sort or another, we are addicted to work and we don't know how to rest. You know, we usually get two days off per week, right? We, a lot of people get Saturday, Sunday off. You know, we get two days off per week. And what do we do with those two days? We work. We clean our houses. We mow our lawns. We stress out over work. These are not, you know, it's not bad to, to mow your yard or to clean your house. But the Hebrew word for rest literally means to cease activity. So what do we do on our days off? We work. But what do we need to do? We need to rest. We need to do as God commanded his people and rest. And my challenge to you this morning, okay, sometime in the next seven days, is take a day of rest. Now, this does not mean that you can call your boss tomorrow and take a day off because, you know, the preacher said, hey, the preacher said i got to take a day of rest and what better day than Monday, right? No, that's not what I'm getting at. That's not what I'm getting at. What it does mean is that we need to take a day and rest. We need to take a day and cease activity. To plan a, plan a quasi, and I know it's not, you know it, it's not actually possible, but plan a quasi-stress-free family outing, okay? Because I know there is no stress-free family outing. I, I, I am the one who sits there at the steering wheel waiting. Turn the radio up. Let's go. I know that there is no such thing as a stress-free family outing, but plan a quasi-stress-free family outing. Get away. You know, get going to the, to the zoo on a Saturday morning, I know it seems hardly stress-free, but you know what? We need to spend time with our families. We need to rest from our work. So, you know, take a day and rest. Just take a day and relax, rest, get refreshed. Because like I said, we're tired, we're weary, we're stressed out, we're overworked. You need a day to rest. We need to rest from our work. And you know what? We need to rest from our stress, too. Here's what Jesus said in, in Matthew 11:28. I, I thank uh, Ed and Judy for reading uh, Matthew 11:28 through 30 earlier. Uh, here's what it says. I'm going to read it again. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Oh, doesn't that sound great? My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Stress makes us weary. You know, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. How many of you are weary this morning? How many of you are weary? It makes you want to give up and give in. You know, it comes from a variety of sources, as I talked about earlier, stress does. Stress makes us weary. It beats you up. Stress just beats you up, and you grow tired, and you grow weary. I love the fact that, that Jesus says that when we are weary, we can come to him. When was the last time you prayed, God, I am tired, and I am weary? Lord, I need your rest. Give me some rest. I, I found an illustration that talks about how Americans deal with stress. Uh, 52% listen to music. I do that when I'm stressed. Calms me down. 47% exercise or walk. I don't do that. 44% read. 41% spend time with friends or family. 41% watch TV or movies two or more hours a day. 38% take a nap. Eh, that's a good one. Let's go back to preschool. Nap time. 37% uh, play video games or surf the internet. 37% pray. 
34% eat, 30% have a hobby, 21% attend a church or religious service, 18% drink alcohol, 18% shop, 16% smoke. How are you dealing with your stress? How are you dealing with your emotional stress? How are you dealing with your weariness? You've got to give it to Jesus. Take time, take time to pray. Be like one of the 37% and pray when you're stressed out. Take time to pray when you are weary. Tell the Lord of your stress and your weariness. Pray. Pause. Rest. We need to rest from our work. We need to rest from our stress. And finally, we need to rest from our burdens. I think that when Jesus says that those who are carrying heavy burdens need to come to him, I think he means those who are spiritually burdened. You know, we all carry a certain amount of spiritual burden. It can be guilt over sin. Oh, what a wretched man I am. I am a sinner. I am a man of unclean lips, living amongst a people of unclean lips. I feel so much guilt over my sin. It's time to lay that burden of guilt down and give it to Jesus. And know, know for certain, know for a fact that because of God's grace and mercy, you are forgiven and freed by the blood of the Lamb. While we should never boast in our sin, we must never be burdened by it either. If you are a baptized believer in Jesus Christ, your sins have been washed away, and the judge of your soul has declared you not guilty. Not guilty. Praise the Lord. When you stand before God as your judge, when you stand before him, he will pronounce that sentence, not guilty. Amen. Hallelujah. That's awesome. We carry around this guilt like a big old heavy pack on our backs. Oh, I'm so horrible. I'm such a terrible person. I'm such an awful Christian. You know, it's time to lay down that burden of guilt at the cross. When the devil comes to remind you of your past... The old saying says, remind him of his future. When the devil comes to remind you of your past, remind him of his future. The past is just that. It is past. Lay down that burden of guilt and walk with Jesus towards a bright and glorious future in his presence. You know what? You also need to lay down the burden of trying to earn your way to heaven. You can't do it. You cannot be good enough to go to heaven. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. It is a gift of God's grace. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that our sins can be forgiven. And it is only, only through the blood of the lamb, it is only through the blood of Jesus that our sins can be washed away. We must believe in him and accept his gracious offer of salvation. And how do we do that? We talk about it all the time. How do we accept his offer? of salvation. We believe in Jesus. We repent from sin and turn to God. We publicly confess our faith. We are baptized for the forgiveness of our sins to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and we go on to live a new life, rejoicing as we go. It's simple, and yet we try to make it so complicated. I have to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. I, I don't pray enough. I don't read my Bible enough. I don't tithe enough. Well, that may be true, but I don't, you know, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't have enough faith. I don't trust enough. And you know what? We don't. We don't. We don't pray enough. We should pray more. We don't read our Bibles enough. We should spend more time in God's Word. We don't tithe enough. We don't trust enough. We doubt too much. We sin too much. We're worried. We are weary. We are burdened. Well, what did Jesus say? Come to me, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle 
and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And that's what we need, an easy yoke and a light burden. A yoke is what is used to steer two oxen as they pull a plow. And when Jesus says to take his yoke upon you, he, he says, you know, there are two oxen in that yoke, baby. He is right there pulling the burdens of life with us. Why is his burden light? See, the Pharisees put all kinds of rules on people. They made them carry heavy spiritual burdens. Jesus said that his burden is light. What's his burden? What, is, what are his commands? We say them every Sunday. Love God. Love others. Spread the gospel. Could it really be that simple? Could it be that easy? According to Jesus, yeah. It's what it's all about. Come to me, he says. Lay down your burden. Man, I, I know that there are so many people who just feel so, just this tremendous amount of guilt as Christians. Walking around going, I'm not good enough. I can't do it anymore. We all know what we do. Bob knows what he does. Bill knows what he does. Everyone knows what Keller does. No. Michelle knows what she does. Sean knows what he does. You all know what you do. You know where your failings are. You know where your downfalls are. You know what your temptations are. You know what your struggles are. And it eats at you, doesn't it? The reason I know it eats at you because it eats at me. My sins, my struggles, my temptations, they eat at me. And I just feel the devil just heaping guilt on my back over and over and over again. And you just hunch over and can't make it. You get tired and you get weary. And I believe that, that Jesus just wants to come and say, hey, <laughs> let me take that pack off your back. Let me take that pack off your back. Let's, let's do this together. Because, Sean, I died for you. I died for you. So that you don't have to carry that pack of guilt anymore. Now, he doesn't say, take it for granted. He doesn't say, take it lightly. He doesn't say, quit trying. But he says, quit carrying this guilt around. Because you are free. You are free. I don't know about you, but I like being free. I like laying that burden down. I like walking around burden free. And I know that Jesus makes that possible. So lay them down, my friends. Lay them down. The burdens and the stresses of life and work, we got to lay them down. Bring your stress to Jesus. Bring your guilt to the cross. Bring your weariness and your tired minds and bodies to Jesus. Tell him, 
just how tired you are and let him give you peace and rest. And my challenge to you, as I said before, is to find some time to actually do that, to, to rest. Even God, the Father, took time to rest after he created the heavens and the earth. And here's the newsflash, my friends. You are not God. No, you're not. If God took time to rest, then I know that we need to take some time, some time to rest. Carve out some me time. Let your bodies and your minds and your souls recuperate. Lay the burdens down and let Jesus give you rest in this Labor Day. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, how we need your rest. How we need to find peace and, and relaxation and refreshment and rest. Because God, we are stressed we are overburdened, we are overworked, we are tired, and we are weary. Lord, we can't make it anymore. God, we, we need you to give us rest. Make, help us make it a priority. Remind us of that need that you have created in each of us, that you have put in each of us, that we need to rest for you, Father. You rested, and you've called us to rest as well. It's not a suggestion. It was a commandment. Help us to rest, God. Help us to rest. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.